Greetings, and welcome to episode 75. I'm Mike Thompson. Do you walk in the Spirit? Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Do you hear the voice of God? Do you move in the gifts? Have you received revelation from Him? Then you will find today's podcast very interesting because the subject that I'm going to get into is talking about revelation and how it works in the Spirit, at least one dynamic of it. So I'm just going to pray right now that your spiritual ears will be open and that the Lord will reveal to you how these things work for your own individual life. I'm going to play a portion of a sermon that I preached recently dealing with the subject of revelation streams, how they work in the Spirit, the anointing that's contained in them. Listen and let the Spirit of God speak to you. I have some things that I've never shared publicly about how the Spirit operates that the Lord told me to do so today. So uh, you might as well get ready. Those of you that have ears to hear, let him hear. Acts 10, verse 10. I want to talk to you about some different things about the spiritual realm. So I'm just setting it up. In the 10th chapter of Acts, we find the story of how Peter was on the rooftop at Joppa. And then in verse 10, it says, Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. So part of the Spirit is the ability to fall into a trance. There are different kinds of trances. I've experienced many. kind of sets aside and supersedes your natural abilities. There's time where I've been in trances like this, and I believe that that's probably what Peter experienced, to where you don't really move, but you're aware of what's going on around you. But you're so focused in the Spirit on what God is showing you, what He has drawn you into. And saw heaven opened. And then he describes the sheet that was lowered. But I wanted to focus on saw heaven open. He was in a trance and saw heaven opened. Now go with me to 2 Corinthians 12. Beginning in verse 1, he says, It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. So he's talking about those supernatural manifestations. Verse 2, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, and he was talking about himself, by the way, whether in the body I do not know or whether out of the body. Sometimes and I've had those experiences where you don't really know. All you know is it just happens, and it's a spiritual manifestation. He says, I do not know, God knows. Now, here's the point. Such a one was caught up to third heaven. And, of course, everybody in here, I assume, has read, if you haven't read my book on third heaven authority, Discover How to Pray from Heaven's Perspective, where I talk about being caught up to heaven and all the things the Lord showed me and how to effectively make your prayer life, I mean, just quadruple overnight by the revelation and power of God. The phrase, caught up, caught up. Okay, let's go to one more. First chapter of Revelation, verse 9. I, John, both your brother and companion in tribulation in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos 
for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. In other words, uh, he was exiled there by the government. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. And I heard behind me, and then he goes on, and of course, the entire revelation. So we have three different phrases that are used here. In the passages that I read, although there are others in the Bible, when you go through and you look at the prophets and the men of God, I chose these because they're all New Testament. But we find that John said he was in the Spirit. Peter said that he saw heaven opened. Paul said that he was caught up. These are all spiritual encounters and manifestations. So we live in both the spiritual realm and the natural realm. We are people of the spirit realm and of the physical realm. Your spirit, your human spirit, that's on the inside of you, has the Holy Spirit dwelling on the inside of it. And Jesus and the Father making their abode there by the presence of the Spirit of God. They're all in you. Spirit, or when our bodies cease to exist, then our spirits go to heaven. Remember Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now our body operates in the physical realm. So our body was created by God as the earth suit to have the capacity to operate within physical realm, according to physical dimension. There is a physical realm, and it does have dimension. The spirit realm has dimensions. And those dimensions are time, space, and matter. We also have a spirit realm. The spirit realm has spiritual dimensions. That time, space, and matter can exist within. Time is of the physical. There is no time the way we know it because time is connected with space and with matter. Now, God created all of them, so they're good. It's not that we're trying to escape the physical realm. We're just trying to live in the physical realm according to that other part of us that has received Jesus as our Lord and Savior and the Holy Spirit coming in. And now we are children of the Spirit of God. We're allowing that to influence and allow us to operate in this physical realm the way God intended. The spirit realm is the parent of the natural realm. It created it. So therefore, it was not only its creator, talking about God. Doesn't the Bible say that God is a spirit? They that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus even talked about Times he said, the words that I speak to you, they are life. And they are spirit. And so we're talking about that spiritual dynamic. Well, it was not only created by the spirit realm, but it still has to succumb to, operate within, and be influenced by the spirit realm. So in the dimensions of the spirit, there are several things that are very important for us to understand. 
in the Spirit, there are streams of revelation. Those streams of revelation are very much like memories in our brains. I'm, again, I'm talking about spirit realm, physical realm, how they work together. We know we have a spirit, first of all, let's say, the human spirit. Then we have a mind, which I would say to some degree, the brain houses. And then we have a physical body. The brain, because it operates on spiritual knowledge and on physical knowledge, is the hinge between the two. And allows things to flow. That's why the Bible says that the good fight of faith is fought in the arena of the mind. Which avenue, which stream of information, knowledge, wisdom are we going to operate by? We should be operating in both. But it should be that the spirit, the mind of the spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit and everything inside influencing our mind, supersedes the natural, physical aspect of it. The brain has the ability to form memories. Memories are imprinted into your brain when you have experiences. The imprint is visual, audible, emotional, and it covers all the different aspects of our experience. That's why it is entirely possible for us years after an experience, whether it's a good experience or a horrible, traumatic experience, that when we think about it, the sheer thought of it releases the imprint of what we saw, what we heard, how we felt, all of the different things about what we did and so forth. That's why it's important for us to yield ourselves in renewing of our mind, as it says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, talks about the renewing of the mind according to the Word of God and these things of the Spirit. Once there's an imprint there, you can't just erase the imprint. Now, those names are not only because of memory, but also because of belief structure. What I mean by that is, what we believe determines how we feel about something, leading to what we do about something. So when we renew our minds... We put the Word of God into it to the point that it begins to change our belief system. It, it's not that we forget all of the bad stuff. Over the process of time, it may go into the unconscious where it doesn't really have much influence anymore. Because the Word of God and our experience with God and everything that He's sharing with us now has gone into and reformed and reshaped our belief structure. Now that belief system, when it is changed, is going to change how we feel about something, how we look at it, and then what we do about it. That's the process of healing. Grace plus the Word of God over time produces healing. Let's talk about the memory aspect for a moment. I know this is really quick. I'm just scratching surface here. When we have supernatural encounters with God, 
I mean, the Holy Spirit comes on us. And we feel His glory and His love. And we want to weep and we want to cry. We want to dance. We want to hug everybody around us. We receive revelation and bam, 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 bam. They're things that we have acquired spiritually as they've risen up from the Holy Spirit on that side to where we couldn't have known it in the natural realm and we understand things about God. Times when we have visions and dreams. We're drawn into the Spirit. And like John said, we go into the Spirit. Peter said, see heaven open up. Paul said, caught up or caught away into these things. At that moment, they are spiritual dynamics that imprint our brains with memories of the future. And those memories of the future, which we call prophetic revelations, have the same ability as anything we've experienced in the past at that moment when we connect with them to release the same understanding, the same visual aspect of it. Say it was a vision, and you see that vision all over again and what God showed to you. That imagery thing that begins to have a sincere effect on our lives. We hear those words the Lord spoke. We feel the awesomeness the joy, or the love, or the power, the authority. We feel those things within us. And so, the Spirit has the ability to access what God created in the natural realm in order to overcome us at that moment and to propel us into a time where we all over again have the faith and the authority that was imparted within the revelation that became the memory of the future and hasn't even happened yet. In the spiritual realm, those things stay. It's not that God just gives them to us and they vanish from the spiritual realm and they're only contained within our physical memory structure. No. They stay in the spiritual realm. And in the spirit, there are streams of revelation that exist, and they still have the ability to be accessed by our faith and our authority when we, by our memory, Choose to enter them again. And the Lord can show you something about your future. Because remember, those revelations become your magnetic north. He's imprinted it not only in your brain through the memory function, but also in the spirit. And so when you remember, you access the spiritual stream all over again with the same capacity 
for anointing release because that stream contains not only the revelation and the wisdom, but the anointing that has been attached to it to bring it to pass. That's why we revisit the words of the Lord over and over. When somebody gives you a prophecy, write it down. Record it. So, our faith and authority is what releases the anointing that is imprinted in the spiritual stream. Even if it is years later. It is the memory of it, but spiritual memory particularly, is what accesses the stream and faith and authority release the anointing of the stream. I operate in these things all the time. CK and I, <coughs> excuse me, are constantly trying to revisit the things that the Lord has shared with us. Why? It's what keeps us going. It's what keeps us connected with the stream. Can, keeps us connected with the promises of God for our future selves, as well as the future of what he wants to do around us. We have the ability to enter into and out of that anointing. But it is our faith that keeps us connected with it. What I mean by enter into and out of is that, for instance, when God gave me in 2018 the very first Lion's Army vision, the way that the Lord works with me at times is he won't just give me one vision and that's it. That does happen, by the way. But usually there's a process of building. And so he gave me the first vision. And then he gave me the second vision where he took me into the spirit, walked me to the entire first one, just, just like the original one. I saw everything. What's interesting is that through the process of progression, you see, every revelation that God gives us, no matter how it comes, has an immediate application and a progressive application as it unfolds along the way. That's why it's important for us to look at the immediate and we go, okay, God tell me something about here because he wants you to take the first step here. But over the process of time, it progresses because he wants us to go from the first step to the second step to the third step as it unfolds. So he gave me the, the took me through the first vision at the end of it, then he tacked on the next part. Another chapter, as it were. And then sometime later, he took me through those two and tacked on the third one. And then sometime later, he took me through those three and tacked on the fourth one. That happens to me all the time. It's just accessing these streams in the spiritual realm. There's not time as we know it in the spiritual realm. But there is a progression of events spiritually that has the capacity of holding the element of time in the natural realm. Remember when I said that the spiritual realm has spiritual dynamics? That 
have the ability to hold the physical dynamics of time, space, and matter within them. Because that's the way that God relates to us. Because we are subject to those things in the physical realm. So there is progression. There is a place of heaven. It's not just a thought. It is a place. It is a location. There are beings in heaven. And some of those beings possess matter. Jesus picked up his body and took it to heaven. Glorified. Changed. But he was not just a spirit. He's in his body. The spirit realm is not subject to our time. But it does have a dimension and a dynamic of progression as we move through things. So it's important. Understand that the spirit realm is real. It's more real than the physical realm. Here's my deal. I gave you that little bit of teaching to talk about some of the prophet things. And by the way, I'm not just saying this is, is, is only for prophets, you know, fivefold office ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, to teach the church, equip the saints so they do the work of the ministry. It's not just them, although they hold a higher place in it. The prophetic is for the whole church. The spirit realm is what every single one of us operate in. If you were born again, then it should be natural. Listen to my phrasing. It's hard to pick out the right words. Naturally supernatural for you to operate in these spiritual things. So this applies to every single listener. But that does not make you a prophet. It makes you prophetic. And every believer should be prophetic. You can see now why I wanted to play that sermon for you. It contains so much understanding about spiritual dynamics. Now I want to pray for you. Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for every one of the listeners. Lord, that the Holy Spirit would explode the understanding of these things within their hearts. Draw them into the Spirit higher and higher and higher in revelation, Lord God. Reveal these dynamics to them so that they have visions and dreams and angelic encounters. They hear the voice of God, that the miraculous flows through their life. And Lord, I also pray for their ministries, their lives, their bodies, their finances, their families the anointing upon their lives, and that you would teach them, Holy Spirit, how, how to walk in the Spirit. In your precious name, amen. Won't you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on? Remember, stand in third heaven authority, and God will use you mightily.